What do craters throughout the solar system tell us? Why do some planets have craters while others don't? And does the far side of the moon look much different than the side we see from Earth? Learn the answers to these questions and more on this episode of Wonders Without Number. Welcome to Wonders Without Number. I'm David Reeves, and today we want to inform and inspire you regarding the wonders we find all around us. An infinite number of wonders that point us directly to our Creator, the God of the Bible. You are no accident. I want you to know that you're special, that you were created in God's own image, that Jesus Christ was and is that Creator, and that He has a plan for your life. Now, today, evolutionary scientists would lead us to believe that the universe formed by itself, by chance, over 14 billion years ago. It takes a lot of faith to believe that. But I believe that the God of the Bible formed the universe just as the book of Genesis states. And in fact, there is good science to back that up. Today, we have with us a scientist who has devoted his life to studying many of these issues. Now, Dr. Danny Faulkner received his Bachelor of Science degree from Bob Jones University. He has a Master's degree from Clemson University and earned his PhD in Astronomy from Indiana University. He's the author of the New Astronomy Book and many others, and he's the staff astronomer for Answers in Genesis at the Creation Museum. Join with me now as we welcome my good friend, Dr. Danny Faulkner. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's an honor. Tell me a little bit about Answers in Genesis, which the Creation Museum is where you work now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Answers in Genesis is probably the world's largest and best-known uh, creation ministry. We have um, several hundred employees, as it turns out. We have the Creation Museum, which is open nearly every day and uh, blesses a lot of people. It takes two days to see it. Wow. We have a planetarium there. We have an observatory as well. We do public programs. But we also uh, produce uh, Sunday school curricula. We do some um, homeschooling curricula. We do um, vacation Bible school. We have a website with uh, um, unbelievable content. We have a research journal online. We have a magazine. We do books, uh, a lot of yeah. public speaking. It's amazing all the things we, we do there. And the people we have working there are marvelous. The, the wonderful talent the Lord's brought together for us. And I love the research that yeah. you do. And the research does actually, is consistently pointing us back to the Bible, That's to the, the answers yeah. in Genesis that, that we're looking for. Science often tries to steer away from that. And we were talking about that uh, earlier. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that science and religion are not compatible. And Dr. Werner von Braun said, uh, you know, many people think that they're antagonists. They're actually sisters. Uh, one tries to better understand the creation, and the other tries to better understand the creator. So it's actually hand in hand. But isn't it true that the more we delve into scientific fields, the more it points to complexity and design? Yes, I think so. And isn't it true that maybe we haven't found all that's there? Maybe oh. if we delve even deeper with newer technology that will discover more complexity? Well, they used to dismiss a large segment of the DNA as being junk DNA. It didn't code for anything. They're now finding that it really does. Wow. And so they've, they've missed a lot along the way, and they're going to come back and find out there's a lot of there. Sure, sure. Well, what we want to talk about is, is some of the science behind this, but today's topic, Crater, craters. Craters, yeah. yeah. You know, when you look at the moon, uh, by the way, we have a 
full full uh, full moon here with a bit of an eclipse starting on the side. Oh yeah, it's not the best time to look at craters. Uh, but if you ask people about the moon, describe lunar features, the first thing they'll tell you is craters. And sure. The, if you look through a telescope any other phase, you'll see plenty mm -hmm. of craters. And there's been a big debate over that for hundreds of years where craters came from. Okay. But it's not just restricted to the, the moon because we find craters throughout uh, the solar system. This is a photograph of the moon here near the Terminator where the sun is just rising or setting. You can see craters very well and not so well over here. Okay. And you'll see the uh, the top here. It's actually the bottom of the moon because the telescope's turned upside down. Yeah. But this southern part of the moon has more craters than the northern part right here. Okay. We'll talk about that more a little later on. But craters are, are not uniformly distributed on the moon. Okay. Now, amateur astronomers, they want to look at the moon. Again, you mentioned it a minute ago. If you're looking for craters, don't look during a full moon. Look at the crescent phases, first quarter, third quarter. Because you got the sun over here, and it's actually casting shadows on the rims of the crater. Right? Yeah, and the, uh, the longer the shadows, which occur at sunrise and sunset, the better you can see them. You can yeah. see there are craters over here, but they're hardly showing up because right. they're not yeah. casting shadows. Sure, okay. So that's an okay. important, important fact to, to, to keep in mind. Yeah. This is a, a photograph of the surface of Mercury. Okay. Uh, many, many people would say it's the moon because you see craters, full of craters but it turns yeah. out the, the Mercury is about as heavily cratered as, as the moon is. I wouldn't miss, uh, confuse them though because they look different and it's mm -hmm. a difference in uh, density of gravity on the, on the two bodies. The, there's, there's more gravity on Mercury so the craters look a little different. Okay. Superficially they are very similar. Sure. This is a, um, we can't see the surface of Venus but uh, because it's clouded mm -hmm. uh, but we can send radar. Uh, we've done it twice with spacecraft okay. orbiting. And this is one of the radar images and you can see there's a crater here, flat uh -huh. bottom, the rough terrain outside. Mm -hmm. Looks a lot like a lunar crater, a little fuzzy because it's not real high resolution but there are craters on Venus. Not nearly as many on the moon however or on Mercury. Okay. This is on Mars. I love this one got the little <laughs> smiley <laughs> face there but uh, craters that was a huge surprise 50 years ago I was uh, in fifth sixth grade when they sent Mariner 4 by and they were shocked uh -huh. that uh, they were expecting a, an earth-like surface that it looked lunar-like because yeah. they happened to be looking at part of the moon that had a lot of crater part of Mars that had lots of craters some sections have very few but the part they have to look at had lots okay this is one of the satellites of Mars it's uh, look like a potato and it's got mm -hmm. craters on it nice uh, that motif repeats again and again uh, here's one exception. This is the uh, innermost large satellite or moon of uh, Jupiter. It's spelled I-O, but pronounced E-O. Okay. And we don't see craters on it. We do see a lot of yellow, white, and red splotches. Those um, actually are sulfur compounds. To hmm. me, it looks like a pizza. I'll yeah, be looking at it. There's an olive right there. <laughs> I'm right going to grab that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of tomato paste <laughs> right on there. Um, the reason why we don't see craters in it because it's geologically active. Okay. Uh, there's some volcanoes erupting. You can see right there, oh, inset right. there. Yeah. There are two photographs there made about two years apart of the same location. It's changed so a lot. Changed a lot because of volcanic uh, outgassing. <laughs> we don't see any impact craters on EO. Okay. This is the next satellite out from Jupiter. It's called Europa. It doesn't have many craters. It's got a white icy surface with large fractures running across it, but close up we can see oh, craters, yeah. Yeah. along with striations in the, cr in, in the, in the uh, ice okay. surface. But we see craters on it, just not that many, but there are a few. Right. Uh, here's Ganymede, the next one out, and these white splotches you see, those are all large craters. So hmm. it has more craters than, than uh, Europa had. Mm -hmm. This this is uh, Mimas, it's one of the satellites of, uh, of, uh, of Saturn. Okay. I like this one, it uh, kind of looks neat, remind you of anything? Uh, the Death Star. Yeah. There's a very oh, yeah. large crater here called Herschel. By the way, it's got a uh, central peak to it. That happens a lot when you have very large craters. Okay. That's one of the coolest ones. EO and, and Mimas are probably the coolest satellites or moons yeah. in the solar system. But it's pockmarked with craters all over the place. Uh -huh. uh, let's see, we have um, Iepetus. It's, a, it's one of the uh, satellites of Saturn. It's half white, half black. 
Hmm. It's got some tar-like substance on one side and ice on another, but again, you can see a lot of craters on it as well. Okay. Interesting little satellite. Uh, this is um, Triton. It's one of the largest satellites of uh, Neptune. It's got uh, uh, some craters. That's beautiful. Yeah. But it's also got some other weird things. They call this the cantaloupe surface because it kind of resembles a cantaloupe. Yeah. It's got an icy surface on it, but it also has craters. Mm -hmm. Not a lot, but some craters. Okay. And that's uh, all very uh, interesting. You're listening to Wonders Without Number with David Reeves. The message presented today was filmed in studio at David Reeves Ministries' Wonders of Creation Center and is available in video format with powerful accompanying visuals. Subscribe to our Genesis Plus package online to get instant access to the video format of this message and hundreds of others right on your computer or mobile device. If you are encouraged by this message and would like to be a part of sharing this information with millions across the globe, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 931-212-7990 or write us at David Reeves Ministries, Post Office Box 2824, Lewisburg, Tennessee, 37091. Visit our website, davidreeves.com today. That's davidreves.com. And now, back to Wonders Without Number with David Reeves. And uh, this is from, oh, well, this is the uh, Earth. This is, <laughs> this is uh, the Earth. This is in Arizona. Uh -huh. This is the Arizona Meteor Crater near Winslow. Okay. And uh, this is a two-lane highway. This is a large parking lot. These are vehicles parked here. Well, that gives you an idea just how yeah, big this these is. These are cedar trees. Uh, this is well, this is the visitor center. You ever mm -hmm. been there before? Been there? I've actually never been. Oh, it's wonderful. I was just out there recently. Yeah, this past June. Been there three or four times now. Hmm. It's a mile across nearly and, and 600 feet deep, and it's believed to be a crater similar to the ones on the moon. And it was actually key uh, back in the 50s trying to sort all of this out. This is an excellent example, the best example of a crater on the Earth. Okay. And I'll talk more about that in just a minute. There's my research partner and myself. This was taken oh, 18 years ago, I think, standing on the edge, <laughs> nice. uh, looking down towards the, the bottom there. This uh, boulder up here is the size of a large two-story house. Really? It's so a big one. Well, what can we say about craters? Well, <clears throat> we see craters on nearly every solid surface in the solar system. Mm -hmm. One exception is EO. We don't see it okay. on that. And uh, the reason why we don't see it on EO is because there's evidence of volcanism, and volcanoes will send up material that will fill in and mm -hmm. cover up. They, that's why we saw it covering up that one, uh, one inset, two different uh, photos taken a couple of years apart. Okay. And we think uh, any craters it had were covered up. We think uh, Triton has few for the same reason. Okay. Also, Europa has few for the same reason. The Earth is also geologically active, and it's mm -hmm. erased most of its craters if it had many to start with. So no. there's some activity going on on these bodies. Okay. Some more on some others and some less on others. Even possibly some volcanic activity on the, the moon. Possible. Oh, yeah. We've had yeah. volcanic in the past. Not so much today, but right. still possibility. Right. Especially on the side that we can see, yeah. these go, maria are seas. We're, we're okay, we're going to get there. Get, okay, get ahead okay. Of me right. here. sure, sure. <laughs> okay, there have been two theories of uh, origin of craters. One is volcanic, and the other one is impact. We think of we see craters sometimes with volcanoes. Remember, I mentioned the Arizona crater. Yeah, the first geologist who looked at it thought that it was an impact crater. Okay. But um, then geologists looked at it and said, no, it's volcanic, because there are a lot of volcanoes in northern Arizona, and that held sway for probably 70 years. Hmm. And it was Gene Shoemaker in the 50s finally uh, nailed it shut and said, no, this is an impact crater here. It showed pretty mm -hmm. convincingly. Mm -hmm. And there was a big debate throughout the 19th century. Uh, lunar craters, were they, they were, that was the only body we knew was heavily cratered at the time, right. because we hadn't had the space uh, 
space program yet, yeah. to go close to see these. We could see them with telescopes on the moon. And there was a big debate between volcanoes and impacts. Today we think that most lunar craters and throughout the solar system are indeed impact, but there probably are a few volcanic as well. Hmm. We've identified a few small ones here and there that are volcanic. So um, when you see this, you see, uh, we see a lot of craters in some places, very few in others. This kind of suggests a, a history you can put together. We can okay. piece that together okay. piece and infer the a history. And uh, what we'd say is that an older surface, I should say older rather than old, but older surface will have many craters because we think craters have come in and these are bodies from space, uh, asteroids or comets that come in, smash into the surface and gouge out a crater. Mm -hmm. But if a surface or a portion of a surface has few craters, relatively few, we would say it's younger. Hmm. Now, notice I'm going to use the term, terms older, older and younger okay. without uh, affixing any absolute scale to that because, you see, the, the dating method we're using here only gives you relative ages. does not tell you the absolute ages. And even a, a secular uh, astronomer really can only do the same thing yep. because no one can actually document back in history. They would then argue other methods such as uh, radiometric dating or something like this, right. but some other evidence to come in to interpret the history we see. The history hmm. we can work it out relative-wise, we can't really get an absolute scale okay. uh, put on it. So remember that, a few craters means younger, uh, been resurfaced by some geological process, volcanism perhaps, okay. erosion on the Earth, or an older surface has very little since then. Okay. So we, we agree that uh, high crater density comes from greater age, mm -hmm. and lower crater density means uh, recent age. Also, we look at overlap of features. If we see one feature on top of another, we say it's modified it. And so the one oh. on top has to be younger, okay. and the one on the bottom has to be older. Sure. And this is a principle of stratigraphy. First down is the first down mm -hmm. still. Mm -hmm. uh, things on top of that are later. We also look at the sharpness of morphology. Even on the moon where there's no weather, there are some weathering effects that take place, much more gradual than on the Earth with wind and water. Mm -hmm. But there are things like slumping, uh, further small micrometeorites, cosmic rays, all sorts of things, radiation heating, all sorts of things that can kind of fuzz up uh, things after a while. Uh, look at this crater. Uh, this is sort of by itself, wow. but look how sharp the rim is. Mm -hmm. The debris field, we call this the ejecta blanket, is very sharp around there. Uh -huh. And we think that's a pretty recent crater because it's very sharp. Okay. Uh, other craters would come in, the little impacts would come in and churn this material up and the ejecta blanket would eventually would disappear. Okay. So, and then the walls would be worn down, not quite as sharp. So just by sharpness of how, how they look, we can kind of get relative ages as well. Mm -hmm. And this crater is a bit younger because it's sitting on top of the ejected blanket of that one. It'd be right. kind of filled in. So, you know, you can you can kind of pick through this and see yeah. details pretty well. It's common sense to some, some extent. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, here's a... Uh, image of the moon taken uh, near full mm -hmm. and what really jumps out at you is a color difference there this is what makes the man and the moon appearance there's some regions of the moon that are very dark mm -hmm. and some regions that are very light yeah and we think it's we know that's because of um, differences in composition the rocks here are similar to a, a rock on the earth called basalt it's a dense darker rock usually this is uh, more like granite it's uh -huh. a less dense and also lighter color rock different chemical composition hmm. And um, interestingly enough, if you look carefully here, you can see these white spots. Those are impact craters. And this region that's white is uh, heavily cratered. Okay. This region here is rather smooth, very few craters. We'd okay. say this is older, that's younger. Uh -huh. One other clue we can see is notice the shape of these dark regions. They're round. Okay. And it looks like they're the mother of all craters. You've got one here, 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 here. They kind of overlap. Over here, you can even make out several mm -hmm. that seem to have overlapped each other there. Really, really large. Yeah. yeah. So the, the dark areas are, are smoother. They have fewer craters. They're darker color. And they're at lower elevation. 
And these okay. are higher elevations. We call these the lunar highlands, okay. higher elevation. These are called the maria. That's a Latin word, plural, for seas. Okay. Because 400 years ago, through the telescope, people thought these smooth, dark areas might have been bodies of water. There's no liquid water on the moon, but if there were, that's where it would collect because those are low-lying areas, right. just like the ocean basins on the Earth. But even though there's no water, it could still tell us a bit about the past. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's kind of talk about these two lunar terrains. We have the highlands I just mentioned. Yeah. They're higher elevation. They're lighter in color. Okay. They're also less dense. That's why they're higher elevation. Same thing happens on the Earth. We have hydrostatic equilibrium to balance uh, the uh, depths of those. The continents are high because they're less dense. Okay. And then we have, um, they're more cratered, pretty heavily cratered. We mm -hmm. say saturated because for every new crater that forms, it has to wipe out an old crater on average. Mm. On the other hand, the Maria, it's spelled Maria, but pronounced Maria. By the way, it's plural, the singular is Mare. It's Mare. spelled Mare, M-A-R-E, but it's <laughs> pronounced Mare. It's got to mm -hmm. be pronounced because it's that way because it's Latin, Latin. for C and Cs. Yes. Yeah. So Maria, they are darker. Mm -hmm. They're uh, more dense at a lower elevation, and they're very smooth and less cratered, and they tend to have a round shape to them. And by the way, this is something that anybody with a pair of binoculars, even with the naked eye, mm -hmm. can actually spot the differences. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, if you use a telescope, it better be a low magnification, really. I, I, when I show people the telescope, I start with low magnification so they can see the whole picture, talk about these. Then I zoom in on the lunar uh, highlands, southern oh, highlands, yeah. which are heavily cratered. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've done the same thing mm -hmm. yourself on doing that. Well, this is a uh, portion of the uh, lunar maria. Mm -hmm. Notice there are a few craters. There are a few on here. Okay. Uh, there is a uh, little bit of the highland showing up here, very jumbled, very rough, and higher up. Mm -hmm. You can also see this little feature here. It's called a rill. We uh, think that's a collapsed lava tube. <laughs> we have such things on the Earth. I've been in a few in Arizona. Uh, we think this was laid down by a flow of, of molten material, lava, and as it did, it uh, kind of went through a conduit, a path, and then it drained out, leaving this long sinuous tunnel which collapsed. Collapsed a bit, okay. And some are collapsed on the Earth, some are not. Same thing is true probably on the Moon. Hmm. Here's a little, what we call a ghost crater. I, I think those are fascinating. Don't have time to talk about them today. Yeah. But there's a history here. It suggests mm -hmm. that there was a material here and then it was overflowed with this lava and then new, after it hardened, craters on top. So we can get kind of an ordering of what's okay. going on here. This is younger, uh, older than the craters. The craters are younger sure. than the th flowing. But this crater must have been there before the volcanic overflow took place. So and this crater is one of the oldest things right here on the surface that you can see. Okay. So again, you can infer a history mm -hmm. out of these things. So what's the history of the moon? What do you think the first event in the, in the history of the moon is? How about the moon forms? <laughs> yeah, the you formation of like, the moon. That's, that's, that's the birth of the moon, okay? <laughs> yeah. well, no matter when that was or how that was. Uh, very good place to start. The good, very, very good place yeah. to start, very beginning. <laughs> and then uh, the astronomers say that the planetary scientists say there was an early heavy bombardment. It produced craters all across the surface of the, of the moon. There okay. seems to be evidence of that episode. And then there's this thing called a late heavy bombardment when some of the largest objects came in and scoured out the mother of all craters. Okay. So big we don't call them craters, we call them impact basins. They are really big. Okay. And by the way, secular astronomers have no idea where those objects came from or what they were. They just hmm. showed up one day. Isn't that interesting? Uh -huh. And uh, it fractured the surface of the moon so deep it reached molten material and allowed molten material to come up through those cracks as, as conduits. Oh, okay. Filled in those basins mm -hmm. and then kind of spilled out over the surrounding terrain. The material coming from deep down inside is going to be denser. It's going to be basalt. The mantle of the earth 
basically has a lot of basalt yeah. in it. This stuff comes up and floods out. It's going to be dark. It's going to be smooth. It's going to be round because it fills those impact basins. Mm -hmm. It kind of explains everything we see about the lunar yeah. maria. And since this happened after the much of the heavy bombardment, bombardment occurred, there's very little impacting since then. Okay. And so there are very few craters on top of the maria. And in fact, that's one of the reasons that the Apollo missions chose Mare Tranquillitatis to land because it was not as heavily cratered. The it was the, the first two lunar landings were on safe locations. Yes. They got trickier as they went on, went to more uh, difficult terrain. Yeah. But even then, there were craters they had to watch out for, but it was easier, deemed easier. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is a good history. I think we can refer by what we see. Have I mentioned how long this took? No. So as a creationist who only believes in thousands of years, not billions of years, I can accept this. It seems like a reasonable inference to me. Mm -hmm. I disagree with my fellow astronomers and planetary scientists when they start saying, well, it took you know 4.6 billion years to do this because that information comes from a totally different place. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the history we've inferred here. So these are relative and not absolute ages. Never forget that. I think sometimes some creationists think, well, this is all what we've been doing here. We're running out of time, I think, so I better hurry it up. This is a map of the moon. The front side is here, the back side is here. What do you notice? Uh, much, much more craters on the Yeah, back the front side. side seems to have been smacked real hard with these things and a lot of volcanic overflow. Uh -huh. So when did that happen? Big question. Well, was hemispherical segregation. 95% of the front side is highlands. Uh, back side is 95%. Front side is 50-50 okay. of the, between the two of them. And most of those are in the northern hemisphere on the front side, not the southern. Hmm. So it's, it's an unlikely distribution over long, like a half billion years. Oh, okay. But what if it happened only over a short process, like over a couple of weeks? Mm -hmm. It would explain that, wouldn't it? This is unique to the moon, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, so what I've suggested okay. is that uh, you know we could have craters uh, different places. We only have things mentioned astronomical in two days, day four and day, day two. Uh, day four is when the moon was made. I suggest that things were made on day four uh, out of material maybe already existing from day one. Mm -hmm. And uh, when that happened, um, uh, it, it was, some people suggest that we had a lot of cratering at the time of the flood and the, or the fall or something, but mm -hmm. I think what happened is it happened on day four. At the time of the flood, there was a uh, bunch of material that came through to help precipitate the flood. We'd say it military damage the moon was collateral damage, but the Earth was the primary hmm. target. And so I think we can do this in thousands of years, not billions of years. Sorry I ran out of time, but we had to leave a lot of detail. No, out. I love it. I <laughs> love the technical details. Thank you so much for being Thanks here. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Well, evolutionists would tell us that impact craters throughout the solar system were formed over billions of years. But the relative ages of these craters can't actually be traced back billions of years. Well, in the book of Matthew, Jesus speaks of a time in the future when the sun will be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Sounds pretty grim, but here's the good news. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. In fact, he'll be seen coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they'll gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Now, Jesus is the Son of God, and we're told that all things were made by Him. That means that every celestial body in the universe, but it also means that He has a plan for you and me. Now, if you've not received Him as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to do that right now. You can become one of the elect. He wants you to be a part of His family, and He made a way. Thank you again for joining us. I'm David Reeves, and until our next time on Wonders Without Number, keep looking up. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God. 
Hello, I'm David Reeves, host of the television show Creation in the 21st Century on TBN and author of the book Wonders Without Number. When we look at science from a biblical perspective, remarkable things are revealed. Belief in the historical account of creation as found in the book of Genesis reveals much about the meaning of life and gives reason for our existence. Where did all the matter in the universe come from? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Visit our website and sign up for our email updates to receive links to free videos dealing with science, astronomy, creation, and the Bible. Give us a call to find out more about David Reeves Ministries or to order additional copies of this DVD and our other great resources. Like us on Facebook and drop us a line on how this program has impacted your life. I'm David Reeves. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God.